today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Let's get back into this issue about the burnout factor. Working from home, which I've been doing, as I said, from, well, I guess, March of last year, and many of you have uh, been doing this on a pretty regular basis, uh, was, I guess, for a lot of people, kind of a novelty. It was a little bit different, something a lot of us hadn't done before. Uh, but the longer this goes on, and we're not even sure how long this is going to go on these days, the concern right now is, of course, the impact that it's having on us. And some studies that have been done on this indicate that uh, it's wearing an awful lot of us down. Uh, and uh, we need to, A, identify what's going on, then B, uh, talk about exactly uh, how we're going to be able to deal with this as individuals, too. And to that end, we are so pleased to welcome Olivia Cicchini to the program. Olivia is with the Peninsula Canada, uh, who have done some extensive research on this. So, Olivia, thank you so much for the time. Great to have you with us today. Hi, Bill. Thank you for having me. How do you like working remotely? How's it gone for you? You know, it's not bad. It's definitely an adjustment. Uh, the days definitely do seem to blend together at a certain point, I would say. <laughs> this is uh, Thursday, I think, isn't it? It's, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but it, it is, it's been difficult. And, and I know people are going to say, what's the big deal, you know, because we always make the joke. And a lot of my colleagues in broadcasting that are doing this uh, would always say, well, yeah, I just get up out of bed and walk across in my pajamas and start doing my radio show or whatever the case may be. It's not quite that simple. Uh, but but there are some challenges to this, too, and, it, and it, the people I've talked to, Olivia, that have done this for a pretty long time now, have said that, look, it can be a very stressful situation because uh, there's, there's, I guess, a number of different issues here, like isolation and a number of other things. What, what's, what does your research tell you? Mm-hmm. So we've seen the things that have been causing the burnout really go from isolation to actually having a household that's too crowded. So, you know, many people rely on having a physical workplace and that human interaction daily in order to focus on their work and stay motivated. So constantly being at home can lead to decreased engagement, difficulty concentrating, and it can really bring about those feelings of isolation that get in the way of our productivity. While on the other hand, those who are not home alone may have difficulty balancing their work and their family responsibilities. As well, we see this as many children are still engaged in remote learning. Workers who are taking care of their kids during work hours might end up feeling, you know, overwhelmed, stressed, And this can also apply to those who have roommates or a large family as they may struggle with not having the time or, you know, a quiet place to work efficiently. Well, we've seen that with uh, some of the other broadcasting colleagues of mine, radio and television, of course, where you'll have interruptions, somebody walking across the shot, of course, in the living room because well, they're living there too, uh, which can be yeah. rather disconcerting. I, I've had my, my dog interrupting our interviews uh, more than one occasion over the last 15 months. It does happen from time to time. Uh, but and, and that's something you can deal with. I mean, it's kind of a novelty at first, but after a while, uh, I, I guess the thing that comes back is, is this thing about us. We are social beings, and we like social interaction. Uh, and you like being around colleagues even if it's only to say hi or to wave as you're on your way over to get a cup of coffee or during a break or something like that and we're pretty much robbed of that if we're if we're doing this uh, this uh, this working from home on a consistent basis like this yeah exactly so burnout is it's the exhaustion really caused by that stress of being constantly isolated during this remote work period so it can really arise from a separation between that work and personal time Um, and from the increased pressure from having to take care of the kids, as I um, mentioned before. And also, many people think that burnout is really only a mental or emotional issue, but it can actually show itself in physical ways as well. So, you know, insomnia, headaches, and it can cause us to feel those feelings of anxiety, depression, irritability, um, all of those things. Yeah, when we get into a circumstance like that, we're sometimes our own worst enemy, aren't we? We tend to eat poorly as a result of this, not sleep properly, and uh, which only makes us more irritable. 
Yeah, exactly. And those are all kind of changes that have been brought on by these new remote work arrangements and the continuation of the pandemic itself. You know, it feels like it's never really going to end. And it's really been affecting people's lifestyle and their, their habits. So things like you mentioned, not eating well, not getting enough rest, fresh air, exercise, you know, they can all negatively affect our mental health and our physical well-being, which just contribute more to that burnout. So is, is it up to us to sell, kind of self-identify what's going on here before we can actually deal with it? You know, so if it's in the work environment, it's managers should um, identify that burnout in their employees. So they can do this by looking for changes in the worker's performance, such as, you know, reduced productivity, forgetfulness, if the workers are losing track of tasks, uh, changes in mood, such as irritability, or really indifference to work that they were once interested in. So the best way to identify this work from home burnout is to regularly check in with your workers, ask about their work experience and if they need any additional support or accommodation. And this is really something that our advisors at Peninsula do well, is helping employers with those tips and tricks to help identify burnout in their employees. So that's pretty much going to have to be a schedule activity, I guess. I mean, you know, whereas your interaction with your su- interaction rather with your supervisor, you know, in a work environment might have just been, hey, how's it going today? Uh, you know, a 15, 20 second conversation. You'd have to build that in, I guess, now because you don't have eyes on those people right now and you still want to have that, that, that contact, that interaction, that, that conversation. Yeah, exactly. And I know, you know, even uh, at my work with my team, that's something that my manager has done often, you know, just checks in once a week in addition to our regular scheduled meetings, just how's everyone doing? How's everyone handling the pandemic? You know, does anyone need any additional support? Just little things like that, checking in maybe once a week just to make sure everyone's kind of uh, still staying afloat. Good advice in situations like that, and, and I know a number of employers that are already doing that just to make sure that everything is on an even keel uh, and that everybody's doing all right. But uh, it, uh, how do you make that judgment? Because, you know, when we started doing this back in March of last year, uh, that was one of the concerns that I heard from an awful lot of companies. Well, you know, productivity is going to go way down uh, because people are just not going to be working. They're not going to be paying attention because it's too easy to, to be doing other things and they're going to be stressed out and, and, and quite the opposite actually seemed to occur the first six or seven months of that people seemed to be to actually kind of gravitate and and we saw some some pretty productive stuff happening uh, are we sliding backwards now does it, the, the, the people you've talked to and the research you've done indicate that we're getting a little weary of this you know it really depends uh company to company employee to employee you really have to look at it kind of on a case-by-case basis so some employees like you said are really just fed up with the day-to-day, everything blending together, you know, they're losing focus, they're losing that productivity, while other workers, as you just mentioned as well, are thriving, you know, and they're, you know, they're really working harder than they have before, but I think one of the main issues that we're, we're seeing is that, um, that blending between work and personal life, because normally, you know, you can just, your workday's done at five, you can leave the office, go home, and you're in a different environment, you can relax. But now when the workday is done, you're still in the same environment. So you shut a computer and you don't have your screen, but you still, you know, people still think they can contact you after hours and all of these different things that kind of blur those lines. So good advice that I think um, can be utilized and that I use in my own life is really just muting those, um, that company email on your phone after hours so that even if you do get emails after you shut your computer, that it isn't really affecting your personal time. 
Yeah, that's a, that's a blurred line now, isn't it? You're, you're right. There would actually be a physical process of, of leaving the workplace and, and, and commuting home, whether you're driving or taking public transit, whatever the case might be. But it gave you that separation time and some downtime to kind of separate one from the other. Uh, it's, it's not happening for a lot of us right now. I mean, you're just going from one room to another in the same house. And I, I, I get the sense that some people feel as if, well, I, I've got to respond, uh, you know, because it's there and this is a, a special circumstance and uh, they feel almost duty bound. That, but as a result, you end up, quote unquote, working probably about 16 hours a day. Yeah. And that's really what's, you know, contributing to this burnout is people, even like uh, managers and people and higher up, they, they feel like they can reach out to you because, you know, you're at your computer anyway and they know that you can just go into the next room and grab your computer and respond and do the task. Whereas if you're physically leaving the office, nine out of 10 times, you're going to leave your computer and all of your work um, things there. So you don't have that access in the evening. How should we as, as individuals, those of us that are doing with the, the working by remote situations here, uh, how do we structure our day so that we don't start suffering from this? Or maybe we can at least mitigate some of the impacts of it. Yeah, so I think it's important to have a routine, you know, and it, it sounds silly because I know a lot of people know work in their pajamas every day and I'm guilty of this occasionally too but I think you know it really does help if you get up at a certain time every day you make a coffee you know you have that routine even like getting dressed putting yourself together a bit just makes you feel a bit more ready for the day and doesn't make you feel like you're sitting on your couch all day you know sitting at a desk also can really help kind of get into that work routine and make you a bit more productive. I remember a conversation I had with a good friend of mine years ago who's a, a, a very accomplished author, uh, and I asked him that very question. This is long before I ever thought I'd be in this circumstance of working remotely, but I said, how do you do this? And he says, you, you treat it as if going to work. You're absolutely right. You know, if your routine is to get up, get showered, get dressed, have breakfast, and then go to work, do that, and then go to wherever your work environment is within the house and, and treat it like that. And, and you know, you work as many hours as you would at work, take a break when you want to and things of that nature. In other words, there's a structure in place. And, and, and I guess that is one of the things that gives us a comfort level, isn't it, if we're working within a structure that we're comfortable with? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it, it really helps, and it's something that I practice, and I know my colleagues at Peninsula practice as well, really just getting that routine. And then also just as the morning routine is important and throughout the day, at the end of the day it's important too, you know. Like I mentioned, log off, disconnect, get changed, relax. It's, it's important to kind of step away from it as well. So it's work take a break at noon, go back to work for a few hours, uh, then three hours of Netflix and then dinner, and you know, as long as there's a routine. Uh, getting out of yeah. the house has got to be part of it, too. I mean, you know, a lot of us, it was okay, you know, after work, I'm off to the gym for a little while or whatever the case might be. Uh, that's an opportunity that's uh, that not available to most of us these days because of what's going on with lockdowns. But I, I would think it's got to be important for us to make a conscious effort to, if it's just to go for a walk outside or around the block or something like that, to get out of that environment, that even if it is your home, but to get away from it for a little while. Oh yeah, for sure. You definitely still need to be getting that fresh air, that exercise, even doing the at-home workouts that I know a lot of us are doing these days. It's still important to get out and kind of get into nature and, you know, get that fresh air at the end of the day because you are cooped up in your house all day. So getting out, and I think eating well is also really important because with the pandemic, I know it's hard to lose that motivation to cook every night and to continue to make healthy meals. And, you know, you just want to order in food. And But it is important to kind of maintain that healthy lifestyle, and it'll really help your mental health as well at the end of the day. Olivia, as you've talked to a clients and, and, and people that are in this environment doing the, the working from home, but also those that are in supervisory roles 
maybe in a, you know at the office or wherever the, the workplace is, there was always this indication that you know you know this may be part of the new normal that a lot more people that were in a work environment may actually start working remotely from now on because they found that there is uh, at least some degree anyway of efficiency with this and it's probably going to save the money in the in the long run in some way shape or form too. Uh, with what you've learned though about about how this can wear on you, like is is this something you see is going to happen as a trend or is it something we're going to abandon as soon as we can all get back? You know, I think that's another thing that that differs company to company. Um, but I think it is something that, you know, it should be up to the employee and it's something that the employer should offer to the employee as a choice. So once we do go back to normal, I think, like you said, there are definitely benefits to working from home. So, you know, you have a lessons uh, commute every day, which has environmental benefits. You know, you're saving money every day on buying lunch and food and coffees and all of those things. But, you know, some people still want to do it and some people still want to go into the office and have that separation. So I think it's important to offer that, you know, if you want to come back to work a couple days a week, sure. If you're comfortable working from home, do that. If you want to come back full time, you know, that's great, too. As we begin this process, do we wean ourselves off this or just cold turkey? Hey, I'm I'm working remotely this week. Next week, I'm back into the office full time. (laughs) I think, you know, it's obviously up to the company you work for, but I think it's important to kind of do what you said, wean yourself off it and go in maybe Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you know, maybe three days a week, kind of warm yourself up to it because, I I mean, we don't really know the effects of going right from working from home right back into the office full time every single day nonstop. You know, it might not have an effect on us and it, it might have an effect on us, so we really have to see and wait until that happens, but I think it would be important to kind of take it in stride. Well, uh, the research you guys do is going to, I think, point us in the right direction uh, because you're getting some fabulous feedback from people that are involved in this. Uh, always a pleasure. Olivia, thank you so much for the time today. Great work on the study, and thanks for spending some time with us this morning. Yeah, no problem, Bill. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you have a great day. You too. Olivia Cicchini, of course, who is with Peninsula Canada. An interesting survey about working from home, which is uh, maybe well, part of the, the new normal as we move forward on this. But I uh, think your point's well taken. It's going to be up to the individual company as to how they want to do this. And certainly the employer who's doing the uh, the stuff from home right now is going to have to have some input into that as well. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.